Hello and welcome to our Life House Beloved podcast. I wish I could say welcome from Queenie Sunsland. That's <laughs> Queenie, Queenie Sunsland. Sunsland. <laughs> Sunny Queensland, but we've been pretty chilly, haven't we, girls, it's over the last freezing. few days? Yeah, pretty freezing fast. <laughs> Hope it's better wherever you are in the world, unless you love cold, of course. Tonight we have got a new, well, she's not new to Laugh House, but she's new to our podcast, a new girl with us. So, Crystal, welcome. Thank you. And I have Debbie Singh again. Thank you for having me. And myself, Carolyn Thomas. We've done a lot of talking over the last couple of months. We've talked about negative self-talk. We've talked about gossip, about friendships, issues such as rejection and strongholds. And now that we've exposed these and we're all on a journey to align the Holy Spirit to help us to deal with this and, you know, we're all at different stages um, of our ongoing lifelong journey towards maturity, we're going to start looking in this series about what it looks like to be a mature woman. And I came up with the title of, um, so now that you're a big girl. And I know that that title tickled Debbie's fancy. (laughs) She messaged me like, yeah, where did you get the title? Yeah, no, I really liked it. I thought, oh, that's good. Although... It does make you a little feel a little bit uncomfortable and think, oh, I'm going to have to grow up now and <laughs> really put my big girl pants on. <laughs> well, the thing I love about these podcasts, I say that I love it. I do really, but um, I know that I'm always going to have a good workout when, when preparing for this. So, yeah. Yes, definitely. It's been a bit of a um, a crazy time in, in life and just being um, challenged to participate in the podcast. It's just like you're reading my life with all these questions yep (laughs) and that's what the holy spirit does isn't it he's so wonderful he just really puts a finger on whatever we need to you know look at or whatever and and that's really that always amazes me i said he's like a personal trainer Mm. you know one message can just reach 20 different you know people in different ways so it's awesome yeah so um going back to the title so now that you're a big girl i was just thinking about um when you hear your children saying things like you know if you're trying to help them or something they're like i'm not a baby i'm a big girl now or i'm a big boy now and i know that you know i'd sometimes say hello my baby and it would be i'm not a baby i'm a big girl or big boy um i used to say that to one of the little girls in my life and she's you know say i'm not a baby i'm a big girl and so that just got me thinking if we're big girls or big boys in terms of our christianity i took that to mean then we would be mature and so you know i wanted to look at what it looks like in terms of our attitudes our behaviors what should a big girl look like mm. And as Christians, we need to have something to aspire to. We need to have some measure that we're aiming towards reaching. So we're going to get into the Word of God over these um, next couple of podcasts and see what our measure is, what our standard is on what it should look or what it does look like to be mature, what mm. it should look in our lives. And so just to kick it off, I'm going to ask you girls, what's your definition or your understanding of maturity? Yeah, well, I went to the dictionary where all... Good, good girl start. Because <laughs> I'm a big girl. <laughs> um, and it said the state of being mature, um, ripeness, full development, perfected condition. <laughs> I gulped a little bit at that one. <laughs> Having reached the most advanced stage in a process. So okay, that was what it came up with maturity. Um, so, and then in my own words, I was thinking it was coming to a point in life where you can rise above things and really and be really useful. I like that rise mm-hmm. above. That's really good. Crystal, what do you have? See, my, my thought was that it's a level. So um, you'd have immaturity and then you'd have, you know, the stages of maturity. 
um, and it's the level of their development, not just physically, but their personality and their spiritual and emotional behavior, the levels of, of their behavior as they grow in Christ. And I like that, that word, you know, levels or stages. You mentioned the word stages as well because that's what we've got to remember. It is actually a lifelong process. We will never reach full maturity until we die, but, mm. um, yeah, it's stages. So as long as we are advancing in those stages and processing, yeah. then we're maturing. And, you know, as Christians, our primary aim of our walk is to become like Christ. You know, often we... We miss that. We think the primary aim is um, mission and that's our primary purpose. And all of that is, of course, important because we are created for that. But our primary goal as a Christian is to become like Christ. And that actually, in essence, is the discipleship process anyway. And, you know, if you make that your goal to become increasingly Christ-like, then everything else is going to flow out of that, your kingdom living, your mission, your purpose, all of that will come out of it. And so for me, I would define Christian maturity as being a full range of understanding and application of the knowledge and yeah. the will of God. And that increases, as I said, in depth as you grow older. Um, older, I'm talking about not necessarily chronologically, but in your walk. Mm. And so in a nutshell as well, maturity is obedience, mm. basically living out and applying the word of God. And if we look at, um, for instance, Colossians 3.8, and, and this just sort of shows you, um, maybe from the negative, it shows you what immaturity would look like. Yeah. So it says, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which has been renewed in the knowledge in the image of its creator. Mm. And that's what it's all about conforming to the image of Christ. And so I think if we continually, um, you know, living out of, of those um, things there that I've just read about that we're exhibiting immaturity where we're given to our impulses and our desires and it takes maturity to exercise self-control and, you know, to get into the word and, and follow that. So why is it important? Why is it important to be maturing, Debbie? Well, one of the things that I thought it was important so that we can get over things quickly and move forward because yeah. otherwise we just stumble around throwing tantrums and tripping over the same small little things that we constantly have to battle. So That's yeah. really good. I like mm. that stumbling around, mm. hey? Because, yeah, if we don't deal with things, we will stumble around. Yeah, um, in Ephesians 4.14... It says, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. I think it's important that in these times, you know, we've also been told that there will be false teachers and our enemy so loves to employ deception to keep us from exploring God fully, which in turn leads us away from all that God has set out for us. Um, we need the maturity in Christ. Abiding in him is our foundation so that we won't fall into the traps of false doctrine and near truths. That's really good. Yeah, And that's important because if you don't know, like you said, near truths yeah. as well, because we've spoken before about how a counterfeit is just so close to mm. the original that it only takes you know, an expert to actually distinguish and say if we don't know the truth, we will fall into those. And as you quoted that scripture, I've got it here as well, Ephesians about not being tossed around yeah. um, and knowing. And that scripture that Crystal just read goes on to say as well, instead speaking the truth and love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him yeah. who is um, the head that is Christ. And 
you know, as I said at the beginning, our goal of maturity is to become Christ-like, and, and so that's why it's important because, you know, that's the whole aim of what we're trying to do. And and I just, um, if you, you know, maturity is going to come as a result of growth and change. And, you know, if we compare it to physical growth or maturity, if your child or your baby isn't actually growing and maturing physically, there's something wrong. Yeah. You know, there'll be a problem there. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same with spiritual growth and maturity. If if Christians stay immature, then they're going to be carnal. And that means then that you're going to, just by virtue of the fact that you're not maturing, you, you will stay carnal. Then you will step into disobedience and your behaviors and whatever you're doing. Um, you're going to compromise as well, and uh, you know. So it's really important that we actually grow into that maturity, so that we are conforming to the image of Christ, and most of all, though, that we're being obedient to the Word, because yeah. there's consequences for that. And you know, I was just thinking as well. It's important on a personal level as well. Um, if you want to be a woman who's not li- um, living a life of desperation or being tormented, you know, mm. you know what our thought life is like. And that's part of maturity is actually taking that captive. And if if you don't mature and you don't develop those disciplines, you are going to be tormented and, you know, have mm. a, a lot of things there. And, and even there, every relationship you have with people as well, your maturity or immaturity is going to have a direct impact on that and, and how you interact with other people. Mm. And, you know, we all know people who are immature. And you know what? People get tired of hanging around with you if you're immature. And I just want to clarify, I'm not talking about in the different stages. We will have people in our lives who are in in different stages of maturity. But, you know, I'm sure everybody knows someone who, you know, is maybe immature and doesn't want to change and stays there. And and that's pretty exhausting to be around, isn't it? It's draining. I think, too, sometimes people get stuck because they think they don't think about their maturity as a spiritual maturity. They think about, they think, okay, well, I've become a Christian. Yep. And... Okay, you know, and the longer I'm alive and the longer I stay in this church and the longer I do things for God, then, then you know, I'll just naturally become mature. mature yeah. They don't realise that it's it's still that hard work of learning how to walk, of learning yes. how to, to talk, of learning how to actually do the things that God wants you to do to be able mm. to flex those muscles and yeah. use the muscles yeah. that, you yeah. know, like we're part of the body of Christ, you know, yeah. we're not an, an appendage that does nothing, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. We, you know, once you become part of that body, you've got to work to make the body yeah, work. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. And I mean, what that is so crucial what you've said there because it, it's not about chronological age no, at all. Right. And as you say, some people think, well, I've been in church 20, 30, 40 years, and it doesn't just happen by osmosis. You have to. And I think the main thing, what you know, you're saying there as well is um, the reason people stay that and they do think it will happen naturally. Um, it only happens with application of the word. So you can be in a church 20, 30, 40 years and have a lot of scriptural mm-hmm. knowledge, but if you're not applying it to your life, as you say, doing the hard work, mm-hmm. you're not going to mature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, often people that are older chronologically maybe sometimes look down on younger people and think, well, I'm more spiritually mature than them, when in fact they're not That's at right, all. Yeah. 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 That's really important. So maturity and spirituality, yeah, not to do with your age. Um all right, so we've got some scriptures to look at what the Bible says about maturity. So, um, you know, we'll unpack these girls, just jump in with whatever, you know, ones you want to. So the first one's 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regards to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. Um, I've got here too, the um, New Living Translation says, be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but in your thinking, be mature. 
um, and it's it's getting um, going back to like what's the difference between childish and childlike mm. um, you know you've got the the childish behavior is is throwing tantrums and doing all those you know silly things and being in that to and fro and, and being pulled around by all sorts of things whereas um, you know being childlike is having that innocence and that purity and that um, that awe and that wonder of, of, a, of a child of new fresh eyes and yep. um, going <clears throat> about your about your day with those sorts of um, that, those sorts of thoughts in your brain you know wow look at this beautiful sunshine kids can just play in the dirt for ages and and just have pure joy out of just small things and um, and that's what we should be doing with um, in regards to our relationship with Jesus with that sort of every day we wake up it's like wow I get another day with Jesus mm -hmm. I get another day um, living life with him and um, renewing your mind and keeping short accounts and having that um, that freshness and that newness always um, so that you keep a right relationship with with God and and you know I've talked with you a number of times about that crystal again and what you're saying it's all down to attitude isn't it yeah having that gratitude um, and, you know, what you're saying as well, you know, because Christ says himself in the word that we've got to be like children. But as you say, it's that difference between childlike and childish where mm -hmm. he's referring to just coming. You know how children would just trust and accept. Yes. And that's the attitude there. But as you said, big difference between that and being childish. Got anything, Debbie, that you want to add to that? Um, I think when I first read this, I was thinking in regard to evil be infants, but in your thinking be adults. And I was kind of like, oh, what is that? You know, like... In regard to evil be infants, like how, how does that work? And, and I was thinking, well, infants are kind of almost unaware of evil, and mm -hmm. but they feel totally protected by their parents. So we can feel totally protected by by Christ and by, you know, yeah. we, we are covered. Um, but in our thinking, again, like you were saying, Crystal, we need to be adults and have that thinking of, of knowing what to do and when, yeah. but with that, that feeling of being protected. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very good. And I like what you said and that, that whole thing as well of, um, you know, be like as an infant with regards to evil, like you're saying, it's it's something like it's, it's almost warning you. Stay away from it. Don't even get familiar mm -hmm. with it. Don't get experienced. Like yeah. you say, children would be more unaware. Just stay away. Be yeah. unaware because mm -hmm. you're not indulging in yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, 1 Corinthians 13:11 says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Uh, you know, we, we have people as well, um, you know, sometimes who, who never grow up in their behavior. And, you know, it might be, it's forgivable. Um, and, you know, you would expect maybe a child to sulk or have fits of tempers from time to time. But, you know, there are many adults who are just as childish as that in their behavior. And mm. I don't know if you remember, but I preached um, a couple of months ago on sanctification and I had a little yeah. table that I put up at the end you remember I won't yeah. read the whole table but just you know um some of the things where I was just corresponding um infant or toddler behavior which is this childish behavior we're yeah. talking about with corresponding adult behavior so I see 25 35 45 going on four or five and mm. you know um so some of the things like a child might lie on the floor screaming and banging their feet when they don't get their own way and the adult version might look like storming out of the room and slamming the door 
Mm. Um, another one for a child mm. sulking when you don't get your way and maybe saying, you're not my friend, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. Um, and then an adult that can look like going into silent <laughs> treatment mode, you know, sulks or refuses to talk. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. So, you know, those are the kind of behaviours that we need to put away as we mature. Yes. I was just thinking to myself, I think I've had more tantrums since having children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember my husband asking my mum once if I'd ever had any tantrums. She said, oh, she only had one once and it was when I'd had chicken pox when I was Mm. a teenager. So maybe you need to be smacked, nah, Debbie. (laughs) Maybe I do. Yeah, no, I think um, it's mostly been with my children that I have a tantrum. (laughs) Shame that's a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. And, that's a, and as I said at the beginning, it's an ongoing journey. And at mm, least if you're yeah. aware of it, that's, yeah. a, that's a start. You know, our tongue as well is a good indicator of our yeah. maturity, yeah. what comes out of there. Or, or what doesn't come out of there. Yeah. Um, I know that my husband, um, a couple of years ago, complained to one of his workmates that I never... I never tell him what's wrong. I just go into this silent mode. I just shut down and go and scrub my pots. I've talked to Deb about it. <laughs> just scrub the living daylights. I'm angry with you. Don't talk to me. I'm just going to scrub these pots. She's or got some clean pots. I have got some clean pots. And um, and he he's like, well, you need to, you know, you need to tell her that. Just tell me what's wrong. Yeah. When you know when I'm not in a mood, go and go and tell her that you know. And so, you know, he brought that to my attention and I was able to go, oh, okay, well, that's how I have reacted forever is just shut down and otherwise I'm just going to cry, I'm going to get angry and and whatever. And then he went back a few weeks later and complained to the same workmate, now she won't stop telling me what's wrong. (laughs) And the pots are filthy. shows you what we're talking about stages of maturity doesn't it crystal because um you know although that was you had to advance to a further stage you still at least with the scrubbing the pots you weren't like throwing the pots at him which might be (laughs) one step back so you know you're advancing as you say once it's brought to your attention and that's what it's all about as the holy spirit convicts as well isn't it that (laughs) we actually do something about it and then we are mature and it's just where we we refuse to that's really good i like that clean (laughs) clean pots yeah um, Hebrews five twelve to 14 says, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all, all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that scripture, girls? By now, we should have grown up <laughs> in faith and maturity, I said. Yeah. Um, and if we're going to church week after week and taking in what's being taught, but yeah. not actually walking away and, and using that yeah. and, and applying it, yeah. then you know we're acting like babies. We're just yeah. seeing it and we're just walking away. We're not actually even doing anything with it. Mm. Um, and I know that there's lots of people that go from church to church trying to learn you know, trying to trying to get as much as they can. Yep. And basically, they're learning the same thing, but just in a different way. Yeah. And they'll go to every altar call, every alpha course, or but the second they have to put something into action, yeah, that's when they they're like, oh no no no, I'm not quite ready for that. You know, and they they think, oh no, I need to just do one more course and then yep. I'll be ready. Yep. No no, oh, I'm still not ready. You know, I need to do the next thing. Um, yeah, and sometimes I'll do it over and over and 
almost like um, sometimes they in their minds they think that they might need a do-over. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually remember a stage in my life when I was like that and I remember thinking, oh, you know, I had been a Christian for, you know, all, all the way up into my adult years and then there was a period of time where I, you know, just thought, oh, there is no way that, you know, I could you know, be anything really big for God or do anything big for God because I just, you know, had blown it so badly and, and you know, so I thought, oh, I need to go and do all these courses again and, yeah. and start over again and, and mm. you know, and it's the, the last probably 10 years, I suppose, you know, have just been me realising now, oh, hang on, I did know all that. I don't have to pretend like I didn't know all that. I just need to actually use it and do yeah, stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. You know, Debbie, just as you were saying that, it really just opened that part there for me where it says that anyone who lives on milk and what you're talking about yeah. as well, going from hopping from church yeah. to church, maybe all course to course or conference to conference, living on milk, yeah. um, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. And the mm. teaching about righteousness is that Christ is our righteousness. Yeah. And as you say, you know, you're thinking, oh, I've blown it so badly and so yeah. God can't use me. Um, and that is infant thinking. Um, and we've all been there, and I mean, I still go through that from time to time, but really that, that scripture's just saying you're not then acquainted with that teaching because the teaching is he's your righteousness, and therefore it takes away all that condemnation of where you've blown mm. it, and, and it strips yeah. all the excuses, isn't it? So that's yeah. really... So, uh, yeah, and I think in, in that, I just wanted to say to anybody out in podcast land that's hearing this, that if you're at a point that you think, oh, I've got to, I, you know, I've, I have, I've just, you know, I'm at a point where I... I'm useless to God. You're really not. If you yeah. you already know a lot of that stuff, you just need to actually put it into action yeah. and apply yeah. it to yeah. your life. And you'll find the minute, the second that you decide I'm going to do that, and you start to actually step out and use what you know, yeah. that's when you're going to realise just how how strong you are in Christ. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and you know, as you say as well, we will never be ready in our own strength, no, and that's, that's right. fine because we're not to do it in our own strength. Yeah. And that is the biggest trap, isn't it? Um, and the biggest, um, you know, if the enemy can't stop you from becoming a Christian, his next thing is to keep you ineffective. And thinking mm-hmm. like that yeah. does keep you ineffective. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, it's just taking that actual step. Yeah. It's that application, that one little step. And, you know, there are a lot of people that do yeah, just fill themselves with knowledge, fill themselves with knowledge, and they're not applying it. And, you know, what you were saying as well about thinking, oh, God can't use me, I'm no use to him or whatever. You know, the thing that really um, has been striking me a lot lately is looking at David. Mm. Um, you know, he yeah. committed adultery yeah. and he and murder. He set, you know, yeah. set up a murder, and yet God still said of him. And I, and I, you know, I might be wrong here, but I think it was after all of that happened. You know, God declared him a man after my own heart. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, that just blows away any yeah. excuse, doesn't it? So I, I think, think that's really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I know that I, you know, <laughs> I haven't committed murder <laughs> or adultery. But, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, anything that, that we is, think we've done yeah, yeah. is probably not worse yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, and if, if that's what God Himself says. And again, it brings you back to that teaching, if you're acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, about yeah. really understanding what Christ did and how his righteousness is yeah. covering all of that for us. Um, you know, I was just reading up about this as well. And, and here Paul was talking about, you know, where it says you ought to be teachers, not necessarily literal. I mean, for some mm-hmm. people it is, but it was the Greek way in those days of saying that you should be having a mature grasp on a subject. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the word there, and I'll pro well, I'm not probably, I will pronounce it incorrectly, I'm sure, is stokia, um, and it's talking about, it said like in grammar, it's talking about the ABC, in physics, it's talking about your four basic elements, and, and so that's what he's saying, those are the elementary, the basic things, and, you know, when he was writing this, he was facing the problem of Christians who were refusing to grow up, and we still have that same problem today, and you know, you get people in churches, like we said, that can sit there for 20, 30, 40 years. And a lot of people as well will be saying, well, that was good enough for my father, so it's good enough for me. And, mm. you know, so there are a lot of grown men and women who are content with the religious development of a child, basically. They've just mm. stunted in their growth. And, you know, I, I was thinking as well, it's so important that we do grow and that we are discipled. We allow ourselves to be discipled. And, I think that's the difference where maturity comes in, where you're actually willing to undergo discipleship process, not just conversion, because we've got a responsibility to grow so that we can pass it on and help other people grow. Yeah. And as I said earlier, you're retarded. If something's not growing, then there is retardation and something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not enough nutrition. <coughs> yep. in, in, uh, this, I'm thinking purely physically with you know, in regards to my children, you know, I have a one-year-old son who, yes, he still has two bottles of milk a day, but he's also eating other things, mm. and and he has to learn to not keep drinking the milk, but to eat everything yeah, that we yeah, eat. Yeah, that's right. And um, if you're going to keep going back to to the milk and to the, you know, to that sort of thing, you're not going to grow. There's no nutrition in in that, and there's no. Um, forward movement yeah that's a really really good I think it's really um helps to relate it like that to the physical and as you say if he's just having milk yeah it's, that's great mm. all right so um we're just going to move on a little bit here so you know we talked about um yeah our goal is to become like Christ and um, you know, we've got Ephesians, I just want to read to you Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mm -hmm. mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And that's really, for me, the crux of what, you know, I believe um, my ministry is and, you know, all of us, that you know, we all have ministry is that the aim of that is to produce men and women who, who are the reflection of Christ himself. And so our job is mm -hmm. to equip them and because equipping is going to lead to maturity and, and, you know, think about how you equip your children for life, how you help them to mature. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're babies, you do everything for them. But as they get a bit older, then you'll start teaching them and increase what you allow them to do for themselves. Um, you've got consequences for them. You train them in correct behavior and attitudes. And, um, you know, I just see at school so often parents are just crippling their ch children, obviously not literally, but... You know, I can just see them setting them up absolutely for failure because they are just babying them and doing everything for them and, you know, they're just not setting them up. And, you know, I really believe that there's a false love gospel, what I call a false love gospel, infiltrating um, the church today. And it's it's half a gospel. Mm. It's trying to be inoffensive so that we can draw crowds into the church. And, you know, I just think that is so dangerous and um 
we you're not going to help anyone to maturity by that yes they've got to know god loves them we've got to teach that but we've also got to teach us all this other stuff that's going to help lead to maturity and, and that's our ministry and that's really what's formed the um rest of the life our sermons for this year and i know debbie you've got one of them um, yeah and you just where, gave me a good point to <laughs> I was like <laughs> where, where we're going to look at the commands of christ because really um you know it's all about growing and becoming like him and so we need to look at what his commands are yeah and you look at the words of jesus every word of jesus is challenging yeah. um and if you apply it is going to help you grow and lead to maturity well, going with that, it kind of reminds me of like a politically correct Christianity yep. where um, we don't want to offend anyone, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, we don't want to, um, you know, do any anything that's going to cause them to stumble. But half the time, it's their per- perception and the rest of it is, is actually, no, they are being convicted of those things. Yeah, yep. And um, something that's come out of this for me is that... Um, we need to be unoffendable. Mm. We need like, and we have to teach people to be unoffendable, mm. so that they can receive correction and they can receive discipline and in, in a you know in a loving way they mm. can receive those things and move on and mm-hmm. grow mm-hmm. and become more Christ-like. And you see, as you say, uh, teaching them that in, uh, in a few weeks' time, our sermon is on offence, and that's one of the things there that I'm going to... And, and that's because I'm purely going to the commands of Christ, yeah. and this is what we've got to break up in and teach them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's about heart, attitude, and whatever you prepare to take on board. And if we never tell them this stuff, then, you know, they're never going to mature and grow. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so um, we've just got one more scripture and then we'll be winding up on this. Um, Hebrews 6, 1 to 13. Let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites and laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. Can I can I read that in the message yes, version? I was do. saying this to Crystal yeah. the other day. I said, oh, I love the message version of this verse. It says, so come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises <laughs> on Christ. I love it. And get on with the grand work of art, growing up in Christ. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place, turning your back on salvation by self-help and turning in trust towards God, baptismal instructions, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. God helping us will stay true to all of that, but there's so much more. Let's get on with it. I love that. <laughs> I love that finger painting. Yeah. <laughs> that is really like, it's good. so perfect to what we were talking about, you know, going from yeah. childlike to maturity, you know. It's just saying yeah. just get on with it. Just yep. do it, you yep. know. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that is, uh, you know, it might feel like that's more fun if I could just sit there all day and do the finger painting. But, you know, it's harder to grow up and do things. But, yeah, we have Mm. to move on. That's good. Um, Yeah, and you can see, you know, in that as well, there is that progression we've talked about and moving on. You know, Mm. we move from there to there. And, you know, so I think it's a challenge for us as well to look at our walks and see, are we, you know, what areas um, we're moving on. And and as I said before, we've got to remember it's a journey. We should be maturing, but it is going to take time. And we go at different paces. Yeah. And I think that's really important to not compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. You compare yeah. yourself to yourself, have I grown in mm-hmm. this area. Um, and, you know, God's got realistic expectations as well. Just like you wouldn't expect your one-year-old to be doing what your five-year-old is doing. Mm-hmm. God's the same, okay? You know, he, he knows where we're at and, you know, he has those expectations for us. 
Anything else any of you want to add? Um, it's also um, about becoming, yep. about becoming who God planned you to be yep. and becoming more Christ-like. Yep. That's good. All right, well, we're going to wrap up there. I just want to challenge you and just say to you that God's plan is never for anything to remain immature, but for growth and for increasing maturity. And so I want you over the next week to just think about any areas that maybe you've been prompted to grow up in and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And, you know, if you're not sure about um, if there are any areas, then often your behavior in times of squeezing or stress is a good mm-hmm. indicator. So look at how you react there. And if you're really yeah. brave, you might ask someone else, <laughs> is there any area I'm mature, immature in? But you have to be mature <laughs> enough to receive that, yeah. Be unaffordable. Um, yes. <laughs> All right. So thank you for joining us. And you can check us out on, uh, what is it called, a website. I always yeah. get it wrong. But www.life.com hyphenhouse.net. Thank you for joining us. See you next week.